water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Latest Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back to Bending the Elements. Here we are today with Book Two, Chapter Five, Avatar Day. And I'm very happy to be talking to you, Isaac, once again, covering some more Avatar. It's always a thing. It's always a pleasurable, good, fun time uh, to watch this show. Absolutely. On this day, which is. Yeah, Avatar Day. Everyone's pumped. Everyone loves the Avatar. Or maybe not. We'll find it in this episode. And it seems as though Avatar Day uh, is also alongside National Rosé Day, National Corn on the Cob Day, National German Chocolate Cake Day, National Making Life Beautiful Day, and National Outlet Shopping Day. What? National Shopping Outlet? What is going on here? National Outlet Shopping Day. This is this is why I can't keep track of holidays. How many of these holidays are there? Like a thousand? Hundred thousand? <laughs> you could say that. Would everybody like to know what uh, I can't I can't predict horoscopes tomorrow, but I can at least tell you what tomorrow's national days are. Oh, we'll save it's that. all based in the US. So. <laughs> you... Okay. We'll save that for June twelfth, uh, twenty twenty three. Well I well, I guess okay. Uh, you might like tomorrow's actually. It's looking pretty good. Okay, give me give me one one or two. <laughs> All right, National Jerky Day, National Loving Day. Oh, there you go. Where's uh, the Cave of Two Lovers? Uh, well, that was two episodes ago. Oh wait, <laughs> uh, this is five, uh, three. Sorry, three episodes ago. If we're counting this one, uh, it's also <laughs> National Peanut Butter Cookie Day, National Red Rose Day, and National Children's Day. Oh man. Oh yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, no, that's a that's an important one. Rose and Rose Day paired up. Weird. It's a red day. Interesting. This episode, though, is not very red. No, but it was uh, written by John O'Brien and directed by Laura McMullen. Are you saying they either have red hair or they always have red face? Or red red in the face, excuse well, me. Both their names sound like they could be leaning towards Irish or, or potentially Scottish. So the red hair element, uh, the chances go up a little bit. Perhaps. <laughs> We could just look it up, look them up, but we are going to do that. Instead, we're going to watch the episode. Yeah, so I'll quickly read this this very long summary. Do go ahead, sir. We open this episode like we've opened many episodes, with Team Avatar having a nice rest day. But their rest doesn't last long, as they're immediately besieged by a gang of wandering firebenders. They escape the attack, but Sokka loses his prized boomerang. While shopping to kind of blow off some steam, they buy some new supplies and they discovered this town is celebrating their annual Avatar Day festival. And although Aang is initially happy to see a festival held in his honor, he's less happy to find that the statues of the past avatars were only made to be burned in effigy by a town filled with anti-Avatar supporters. And picking up a thread left off in the previous episode, we return to Prince Blue Spirit Zuko as he steals from the poor to give to the other poor, i.e. he and his uncle Iroh, still on the run from the Fire Nation army. But back to the Avatar Day festivities, 
Katara decides she doesn't like to see the Burning Man display and takes it upon herself to put out the flames. In leaping to her defense, once the offended Avatar Day revelers get mad, Aang exposes himself as the Avatar. To reveal the town's hatred towards the Avatars is because Avatar Kyoshi murdered their previous leader, Chin the Great. Aang immediately leaps to denial about these claims and demands to clear his name and prove the Avatar line innocent. And in doing so, agrees to stand trial for the murder. But as they can't afford the bail, Aang is imprisoned, and Sokka and Katara go off to collect evidence for his defense. And in order to gain more knowledge on the situation, the two mark their return to Kyoshi Island. And there we get some recaps on characters that we saw in the previous visit there, and pick up some rather weak defenses to present for the court. In order to try and finagle a victory out of their failure, they decide to have Kyoshi herself take the stand. She appears and tells them of the true events of the conflict, and it turns out that Kyoshi Island was separated from this mainland area by Kyoshi, and in the act of separating the two, Chin the Great sort of just fell over the edge and died. Uh, but we'll get back to the court shortly, but first we have to jump back to Iro and Zuko, as Iro tries to get Zuko to find a better way to deal with his inner conflicts instead of stealing, and as a result, Zuko decides that he no longer wants to travel with his uncle, and the two separate. But back with the court scene, Aang is determined guilty, and due to chance, is sentenced to be boiled in oil as his punishment. But lucky for him, the Fire Nation marauders from earlier show up and attack the town, and it's up to Team A to save them, and in turn, are hailed as heroes. And as the episode comes to a close, Sokka declares this the worst town they've ever been to, and that's how we end Book 2, Chapter 5, Avatar Day. Oh, but now that the summary's over, should we should we jump over to the old timestamp zero? Let us do that, sir. Sure, and we'll we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. The bunny. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no, I'm watching Superman again. Oh boy. What are you <laughs> What? Okay, that's that's odd. That's interesting. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I didn't know what to say with that. Okay, actually, okay, here, okay, here, no, no, here we go. So of the seven original Justice League members, I know there's like, you know, obviously more of them, but let's go with the original seven uh, from 1961. What bending styles are they, do they fall under? Mm. This goes back to my whole, like, let's do a Myers-Briggs uh, examination of all, th- Whistler son of all the Justice League members. I still have yet to do that. I will do that at one point. I know Hawkman likes, uh, like, mallet bending. Likes to, uh... <laughs> Yes, most of the Thanagarians like that. Yeah, we'll save that for when we cover Avatar, because we're opening up Wait, what? on a very we'll horrific... Uh, oh, when we actually covered Justice League, I should say. There we go. Because <laughs> we're opening up on a very horrific scene, which, uh, by the way, once I realized what this spider was and where it was, I was just like, oh, God, no, please, God, I don't want to see this. Because this is one of my nightmares. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh... I'm not going to say the gall, but certainly like the, the, <laughs> even just seeing it right now. The, yeah, that's fair. The, how do I, how do I say this? The absolute like ga- gall, there we go. The gall <laughs> for this spider to have to go into the opening of a human mouth and spindle a web around said lips and mouth. Yeah. That, that is something else. Yeah, to be on his face long enough to make a complete web, and then... <laughs> uh, what the time it takes, how much time it takes for a spider to spin an actual 
proper web, but man alive, that is uh that means that Sokka's been there napping, or at least napping, sleeping for at least a maybe good eight hours. Maybe at that. For it for the spider to land on him, find him, crawl up into his neck and or onto his mouth, and then he has to like do the spider jump you know between with with the web attached to the base and go in between his mouth and do that and then wait for a fly to just randomly go into Sokka's mouth which we question whether or not that fly would have landed in his mouth had the spider not been in there yes oh god yeah it's so gross (laughs) but even worse I mean poor Sokka look how he's sleeping he's got his neck like Hanging over that rock, that uh, yeah, could be could be why he's always cranky. Big log that he's on. He's probably gonna have some neck problems after that. All the blood's rushing to his head. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, you don't get dizzy. I was thinking that today when I was doing, or was it today or yesterday when I was doing cartwheels at the gym? Uh, it's it's an actual like warm up drill we do. Um, I'm just like, how do gymnasts get over the fact that they get dizzy? I assume the more like you you get used to it after a while. It's the same as like you know. Uh, you, you keep training in the situation, mm. it's going to like become normal to you. Um, I mean, I guess that's, that's the same way of getting punched in the face. But I guess the same with astronauts and, and, and withstanding Gs. Anyway, sorry. Huh. Still not good for Sokka's neck. You sh- I, maybe he was trying to like, he, he did start on like a bed, proper bed. But it's one of those cases where, yeah, as you like, you know, turn slouch over, not slouch, but as you turn and move around in your bed at night, just i don't know body regulation or how you act when you're asleep i kind of moved slowly towards the ledge and his neck just started to fall back yeah and even worse than the neck pain and the spider and the fly is momo sticks his nasty hand inside uh Sokka's mouth oh yeah let's do it oh i'm sure he doesn't he's just thinking "Ooh, that looks like some good food for me that spider hmm. well so same with Sokka. yeah momo can think about his eating most of the time thanks for the stomach yeah he had a piece of like really small meat on that's there. fair and that's this fair. once again proves my whole point of like if humans can't eat ants or at least you know ants i know some people do ant eaters if if humans don't eat ants because it literally provides almost no like protein and or enough carbs and calorie not calories but just enough like air quotes meat uh to like you know sustain off of then how the hey why would a tyrannosaurus rex come after a human being i question that all right jurassic park movies you don't make sense mm, mm. That, that came out of nowhere that's just because that movie came out recently well that's certainly fair <laughs> um certainly that's a time capsule for this one yeah it came out uh, like three days ago i think anyways uh but i guess either Sokka spat out the web yep. and momo looks like momo got uh his uh, his little snack of both fly and spider or one or the other. I can't tell. I just, I just see him nibbling on his, uh, in his mouth. Yeah. And Sokka, he has far less time uh, to think about those events than, than we spent discussing them because uh-huh. very shortly after that, a set of firebending marauders show up and attack them. And I love that we get a shot at one thirty of Sokka, like, like, <laughs> like he's a burrito. Just going along in his little sleeping bag. <laughs> like, what's he doing in there? An inchworm, a caterpillar. Caterpillar. There you go. <laughs> burrito. Well, he's in a burrito, but yeah, no, he's he's inching his way, um, uh, squirming away, yeah. just like, eh, get me out of here. 
Yeah, and I think right off the bat, we get kind of a, a sense of the comedic tone of this episode where Katara's like, oh no, they're the, the benders are going to get my scroll. And, uh, and Aang's like, oh no, my staff. And they both go and save them. Not the boomerang. And then poor Sokka, just the butt of the joke as always, leaves his boomerang and doesn't manage to recover it. Nor all their other belongings. That's kind of sad. Yeah, because they don't care enough to go back. <laughs> yeah, and poor Sokka's definitely the dope of this one. He's the one that's definitely playing the butt of the joke. So they introduce that early. Ah, uh, man, it just, yeah, it's it finally happened with the time where it's just like, you know, you're sleeping at night and all of a sudden the DM just decides, oh, we're going to throw a random encounter in here. And instead of being animals or whatever, it's, uh, it's just these, like these rough rhino, rhinosaurus guys <laughs> or whatever they are, uh, whatever their name is. And yeah. And as Sokka mentions is like, you know, he's, he's really sad about his boomerang. He's like, <laughs> That's all I. That's all I'm known for. It's like I think you're known more for than just the boomerang. But far be it for me to you know talk about what your identity is. Oh, and speaking of someone else's identity, did you notice Ang was wearing his uh, supposedly signature hat? Okay, confession. I really did watch uh, book two as a kid. Um, I don't know if I said that in episode one, zero of <laughs> ours, where I said like they stopped after. I was incorrect. It was book three. And even then, I think I'm just like, yeah, I'm starting to like forget things because I'm pretty sure it still was on YTV. Maybe it wasn't. I could be completely wrong about that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And I think I even saw the finale of book two. So it's like I was insane and crazy. And this is the hat that I was talking about. Yeah, it's just funny because I think it was maybe like one or two episodes ago where you're like, I must have been thinking of uh, Zuko. He was the one wearing the hat and Aang wasn't. And then next thing you know, he shows up with a hat for two episodes. So <laughs> I just thought that was amusing. But I did want to address right, right at the start here. Um, I, d I didn't see who did the animation for this one, but something about it just looks weird. Weird, you say? Yeah, the, the designs, for whatever reason, just look just slightly off. And even some of like the coloring, like uh, Katara's hair things like that and even Aang's kind of like his usual orange outfit something about it just looks a little the colors just look a little different orange i always thought it was marigold which is technically a blend between orange and yellow hey maybe it's my color blindness <laughs> maybe that's what's acting up but something just looks a little bit off about the animation this one and also the, thought that the music was felt a little bit different too well it's always jeremy's on but like um in the track team i didn't see if it was the usual composer but i you know, yeah i didn't i didn't see i didn't actually look at the credits either i kind of skipped past them for once um and neither did i see the uh i did not see what the animation studio was this time i think it's jam <laughs> certainly is not dr because dr has their own style to them and their, their look i feel like it's jam but it's one of those uh it's a cost effective jam prod production <laughs> pardon me for saying that but <laughs> Let's go with that. Hmm. Yeah, it just seemed uh, it just seemed different than the usual. Like something something about it just looked a little bit different. But but maybe that's just me. I mean, yeah, I didn't find it off. Maybe like I mean, between this one and the next episode, for instance, I think both look very different. But well, not different, but they both look similar to me. But we'll we'll, we'll see. But I, again, I don't think there's really any off frames or weird art style choices. Yeah. I think it looks fine to me but i think you probably do have a point there yeah and it's more in comparison to the swamp these two actually do look similar i would say well you know change of 
change of biome and and terrain kind of helps. <laughs> now we're back in civilization. Yeah, that could be. I mean, okay, it's not that the swamp vendors weren't a civilization, but like, listen, a different type of civilization. Oh, but as we as I mentioned in the the summary there, yeah, they're checking out this this new town. I don't think we get a name. But as they're doing their little bit of shopping, they discover that, oh, there's a celebration going on. Like, oh, let's see what this is. Everyone seems happy. And then, yeah, Aang's all smiley as he sees the big Avatar Day. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Floats. Floats. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> floats. The first time I think I've seen floats in this universe. So floats do exist in this place. A different type of uh, festival than the fire festival. Uh, after they went to that merchant in the middle of nowhere. Surprised how much stock he had. And by the way, that's pretty funny. I feel like he had more stock in... No, I, mean, I don't know. That's funny. But I, I'd be <laughs> interested to know who has more stock. Him or Wandering Oak, Oaken's Trading Post in Frozen. <laughs> Given how... I mean, this guy has had a din, not dingy shack, but it's literally a shack. Whereas, like, at least Oaken's Trading Post was a little cabin. That's not even... It's literally just like a stand. Like you would sell fruit and or lemonade towards. I'm surprised how much stuff. I don't know how much they resupplied, but well, at least he was racist enough to take fire or water tribe money, which lends the question of like, I guess that was still from what is it? Paku. They, he, they, they supplied him. They, they fronted him with some cash. <laughs> Start episode one. Oh, uh, just to interrupt briefly. Um, everybody go to, uh, let me see what the timestamp is here. Three fifty nine. It's the shot right after they discover that, um, that the celebration is they're burning the uh the the stat or the the floats we get a shot of ang Kata, uh katara and sokka all kind of staring and then momo's on uh sokka's shoulder sokka's got his mouth open filled with food he's like what and i just love momo's face he looks kind of sad and concerned <laughs> something about that i just thought was really cute <laughs> Uh oh, that's not good. It's like I don't understand this, but it seems wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm more looking at Sokka's face with all his yeah, close that mouth, chewed food <laughs> in his mouth. Close your mouth, sir. But um, well, where do we go after that? Well, yeah, so we we get to yeah we get to and find out it's Avatar Day, and this yeah this unnamed town celebrates it, and it's like hey, for once I'm not I'm being appreciated instead of uh, being yelled at. Or criticized for my actions that I didn't do. Um, so yeah, it seems all the town is in celebration. Okay, I, I question why they're all in celebration. I guess like they're just sure that they're getting rowdy for what's about to happen. And uh, this this guy who looks like he's running with an Olympic torch is like, yeah, we're, we're going to light the ceremony. The ceremony is about to start. And Sokka's like, yeah, it smells manly. And it looks like a prop as well. I don't know how you can fake fire exactly. Uh, fire is fire. Uh, the only time you fake is if you animate it, but in real life. But anyway, uh, then instead of chariots of firing to a chariot or a cauldron, excuse me, he somehow paper mache. I guess the floats are made of paper mache. Like runs immediately through Kyoshi. Oh yeah, and the the floats, by the way, are representations of Avatar Kyoshi, Avatar Roku, and of course Aang. Who's certainly a lot more tan than he kind of is, is kind of is. Yep. Um, but yeah, he this guy runs through the float, and um, we got a wicker man situation on our hands. Yeah, I was saying the same thing in my. Uh, I was going to write that in my summary, but I went with Burning Man instead. 
the burnt the burning man and yeah then the horrified look occurs what is happening this time what kind of town are we in this time yeah then after that revelation there we cut over to another revelation which i guess isn't a revelation because it was spoiled in the last episode but the blue spirit returns and he's robbing poor of these poor innocent folks who look pretty spooked by him and who wouldn't be if this guy just drops out of the, the sky with his blue spirit mask and swiping your stuff. Yep. He's robbing the poor to give to himself. Yep. Yeah, what a butt. And he's got the two blades now. There you go. Probably still from that guy. Two broad swords. Yeah. They're just like, uh. And someone else who's just like, uh, is uh, Uncle Iroh. Seems uh, especially surprised to see that Zuko's has enough money to get all this stuff. So. Yeah, he's like, where'd that come from? By the way, everybody go to timestamp 04150415. There's a little, about to say, chameleon yep. bird that, you know, uses its tongue like inherited from its, you know, chameleon uh, ancestor or just <laughs> chameleon side and just get a fly. Yeah, look cool. Kind of cool there. That's a little like just quirk of animation there. It was, was kind of nice. Absolutely. I love that they always fit those things in there. Just tuck them into the the kind of uh, the scenery. It's super cool. And the scenery, this whole cave, I think, is is cool. I like the look of it here. Yeah, well, I don't even know what to call it a cave. It's just like really a rock. You could call it a cave, but it's not like a ever-expanding cave. It's just like, you know, a rock under a tree <laughs> that makes a underpass. Not underpass, but makes a covered area, undercover area. Yeah, Uncle Iroh, like you said, questioned Zuko over, like, you know, where he got all this, all this merchandise or all this product, excuse me. And Uncle, or Zuko, excuse me, is like, none of your business. <laughs> Being a typical teenager, I guess. I'm like, I don't need to tell you anything. And then as Uncle Iroh gives him the eyebrow raises, he turns his back. He then also raises his hand that has one of the, what looks like a cinnamon bun. <laughs> takes a bite out of it with that serious face and then just can't keep that straight face and just is like, oh, and it's just like the frosting or whatever just drooled down his face. And I laughed. Even though it was serious, he, he still can't help himself but to enjoy that stuff. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, like you said, pleasures of the flesh. Like he, he knows exactly what his, um, he knows exactly what his, uh, where his morals stand, but yeah, they could all be ruined by just tempting him and or putting some food and beverages in front of him well i mean would, would it be more moral to let it go to waste i mean that's the question where do those principles uh where do they fall here's so. where they lie Save, putting them in a fridge and giving them to somebody who needs it <laughs> hey they need it they're they're homeless right now they're uh they're wandering the countryside <laughs> but um uh so yeah we cut back to the festival and Katara, I guess, I guess she just had it with seeing the burning Aang. She's like, I gotta stop this madness. Listen, only I, uh, only I, the future, hopefully potential uh, lover of Aangs, am allowed to burn oh. him. I will not allow this to happen. Be put on display. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's choked. Everyone's like, "Hey, party pooper! She's ruining Avatar Day. String her up!" How dast ya? How dast ya? Yep. And Aang just, he, he can't stand that insult. To, he's got to stand up for his 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 girl. Or his uh, potential uh, girl, I should say. 
potential friend. Let's put well, potential friend, friend, excuse me, his close compatriot. Yeah. And then a certain voice that maybe we've all heard before at various uh, points in time uh, chimes in to be like, hey, are you the avatar? You're not welcome here. I mean, that's what he gets all the time. Yeah. Typical stuff, but not typically from old Mr. Uh, James Hong. So happy for him to appear here. This man, this man. I mean, obviously not now, but he is 93 years old. Look at a picture of him now. The man looks like he's in his like late 60s, early 70s. I yeah. don't know what it is. This man is in great health. That's that's all I got to say. Yeah, if anyone's watched everything ever all at once, he shows up in a, a pivotal role there. So, By the way, I, re- I realized why you also like that. Not just because it's a great film, but I, just, I, I, I also know why you like that film. It's because it's A24. Well, that's that's the only reason I saw it because I was like, these trailers look bad, but A twenty four and Michelle Yeoh, I gotta, I'll check it out. Yeah, you're like one of the only people who liked the Green Knight. So really, people didn't like that one. I don't know. I'm just making hearsay up. And Lamb, <laughs> I like Lamb. A lot of people didn't like that one, but um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Getting back to back to the thing, but yeah, no, James Hong, uh, in this one, just once again, just choose the ever living like scenery out of any like scene he's in. Mm-hmm. Like just absolutely does a fantastic like the man knows his like his comedy like the man is is a legend with like comedy and immediately he's accusatory and against the avatars and this is where we get that kind of backstory scene what happens sir not the not the backstory backstory scene just like at first yeah. this is uh we don't get the full details yet but what has happened to this town sir that causes such hair not hair say but uh having a grudge against the avatars from Kyoshi to Aang right now. I wonder if that means anything. Yeah, that Kyoshi, you know, she's a murdering, uh, she's a murdering, untrustworthy uh, type of person. She, uh, she killed Chin the Great. You know, uh, we see this old crotchety looking man who says, we used to be a great society before you killed our leader. And we get this, uh, just look at us now and we get this zoom in and uh, Aang's horrified. Even yells. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a normal person. <laughs> He's just kind of crotchety, but Aang, I guess, is repelled by him. What's with the old jokes? There was that one one dude in um uh in uh Return to Omashu where like you know they <laughs> Like act like him. What? What is? What is? It? And he's like, oh, I've, like, I'm, I have good experience with that. It's like, what the hey is with this and elder people? Well, uh, you know, I guess break. They're uh, they were young when they made this, and they're just yeah mocking the old. <laughs> I'd be the I'll be the dunce and say like neither of them wrote this. That sounds very defensive or this episode, but hey, kind of jokes writing this here. What the hey? They they stepped in for those scenes. They're like, we got to include this. <laughs> George Lucas is like it must be there. I'll have to see if it's in the next episode since we uh, since we know who wrote that one. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. No, you're gonna get a point there, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, it would, it would just seem that yeah, no, he's he's like Ang, Ang at least does the humble thing and says, "Listen, I'm I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. I have no idea what's happened here, but let's just settle this. I will pay whatever amount of money." Uh, is needed in this land just to settle this. Yep. And uh, what happens, sir? Oh, he he agrees to a trial, and and they're like, "Well, you got to pay the bail in order to stay, you know, a free man, or at least a man who gets to live in, you know, his regular life." But 
unfortunately that this nation here this this town they're a little bit they're maybe maybe not for the uh the the waterbender uh or the what's this was it southern water tribe money or or northern water tribe just water tribe oh even the swamp benders do you think they use it <laughs> oh are you kidding me they like they they probably have shares of it <laughs> maybe maybe they're the swamp tribe maybe that's what they call them but either way uh yeah they don't take their currency and so ang he's locked up in the stocks or not really locked up in the stocks as we see later in the episode but at least right now he's in them yeah then we cut to a commercial break and I think that's maybe the first time we mentioned the commercial breaks. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not really important, but yeah, this, yeah, this, this show did have commercial breaks and same with Cora. So it'll be interesting to see if the next series comes out, uh, not the, not the Netflix show, but the series, if it ever does commercial breaks at all, if it's on Paramount Pro. I wait, no, no wait, did they say channel or just studio? I think just studio. It's an avatar studio, right? Okay. So I'm going to assume they're going to f- put it on, paramount plus a eh? probably i mean if they put halo on paramount plus then there's no doubt in my mind they're gonna put av- whatever the next avatar show is on paramount plus anyway that's besides the point yeah. uh yeah it turns out currency isn't there's, there's still difference in currency really need that unified currency there <laughs> yeah as it always is but but in the stocks um Sokka's like okay it's time to you know let's just let's bust you out it's escape time but Aang, he he's playing the moral moral high ground here. He can't break out. He really wants to clear his name as the Avatar. Yeah, and somehow Sokka learned teleporting. Hey, he's uh, he's got you know. Yeah, that is weird. It was a weird moment. <laughs> no, it's called he has the power of comedic timing. <laughs> That's what it is. So somehow he just teleports each time he like makes his whole like yeah, just get out of here with an airbending slice. And be on our way. By the way, so I did realize exactly what you're saying. Yeah, no, the colors kind of do seem a little muted, but almost like the same anime art style, excuse me, I don't know animation style, but art style as was in um, King of Omashu. Yeah, I could see that. Back in book one. That's that's what it is. But it wasn't, yeah, I don't I think it's JM, but it's just like a different art director. Even though technically uh, Brian's the art director, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um Oh, but during this scene, we discover that apparently uh, Sokka has a history of being a detective. He says, "Back in the old, uh, back in the old Southern Water Tribe, I guess they had some sort of jerky, missing jerky conundrum." And Sokka stepped in, put on his detective cap, and he, he sorted it out for them. So, so he's the right man for the job for for solving this Ang case. Did we ever figure out who that was? <laughs> <laughs> the jerky one yeah the missing jerky at all well they say it but I, I don't know if we need to i mean if you want to go into it go ahead but <laughs> old man jarko what the hey oh a character we've never seen before or yes since. <laughs> exactly my my point but but so anyway they agreed to take over the uh searching out the defense for ang and they do another kind of weird kind of uh like a teleportation shot where we do like a weird wipe and then we cut back and he's got a hat in his head, Sokka, a detective hat. So, so they're playing around in this episode a little bit more. But then after that sequence, we cut over once again to another terrorizing by the blue spirit. Some poor, poor man just riding along in a carriage. I don't think he's poor. I, I just mean poor in the sense of uh, he's abused, uh, abused by the blue spirit. Did you not see him with, like, the way he was looking at his money all stereotypically and cliched of just, like, money, money, money. Yes, I have that. It's like, I 
like I don't know. I'd probably like play with it or something like that, or at least like assemble it into like stacks or something. I don't know. What would I do if I had that much money? You know what? I honestly don't know. I don't know if I would be hoarding it around and just being like, oh yeah, look at this and get completely um some uh some some feelings for it. I don't think I'd do that. Like, geez, Louise. Hey, for for all we know, he could have been like a tax collector. And he was just looking at the ta- taxes he collected like, wow, I've never held this kind of money before. This is crazy. But he w- it wasn't his. He was taking it to like a government building. For oh, that. yeah, of course. It's the, the taxman cometh like death and taxes. <laughs> That's the one thing you can't avoid in life. But even still, he didn't deserve to be terrorized. And neither did his poor uh, his poor carriage driver who we see splayed out on the ground abused. Actually, drivers. It's plural. Oh, I didn't see the other one. Yes, if you go to uh, 0758, you'll actually see there's one guy on the left and there's one guy on the right near the tree. Oh, I only saw the guy on the left, but these these poor guys. Okay. I mean, who knows? He probably just, you know, beat them on the head, but he's got those two blades. Maybe he sliced them. The broadswords. Well, that also, he uh, he set loose the, um, what is it? The, the, the horses, the, uh, the, the ostrich horses. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, not only did he steal the money, but they lost the horses too. That's another uh, down for them. This this blue spirit, he's a bad dude. Yeah, he didn't take any of these. He didn't take the supply cart, which is surprising. But no, oh, well, just the money. I guess the you when you have money, you can at least afford other stuff. Oh, but uh, cutting back to to Sokka Holmes, he's he's on the case. He's got his little magnifying eyeglass, and he's he's searching for clues. He's using that hat to his fullest advantage. Yeah, suspects, darling. I'm always looking for suspects. <laughs> it's just like uh, Peter Falk said in uh, Murder by Death. So, could you happen to know uh, one James James Bloxham? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, never mind. Hey, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we get this this weird little bit of we see there. There's a footprint that's associated with the murder. They take him. Uh, James Hong's character takes him to the location of the murder. Which is this big cliff? Which hmm, a big cliffside. I guess we'll see if that ties into uh, mm-hmm. things later in the episode. But we see a yeah, footprint, that's... which they claim is Kiyoshi's, and then we also see a statue of uh, the great, the great Chin. And uh, Sokka decides to inspect that statue and focus on that as if it has any relevance. He's like, hmm, the statue is built of the same materials of this this temple by the the footprint. Ha! Huh, a connection. So it seems like maybe maybe Sokka does not have the maybe doesn't live up to his reputation of being such a great detective, I think. Well, he's going to keep going. You know, it's like you can't just assume that the case is solved by that. You got to keep going from there and cross reference things and be like, OK, well, if it was made the same day, like where where the materials come from. Uh, was it made maybe from like some island? I don't know. Let's, let's keep. Yeah, yeah. You can't just assume that. Yeah, keep looking for clues. As he s- blows bubbles out of his dragon pipe. Yeah, which I'll just say, in general, I, I think some of this Sokka stuff here, it just doesn't play super well for me. It, it just feels a little, a little too silly in the music. But I do like the pipe when he pulled that out, and then Katara's like, "Where'd you even get that?" I thought that was amusing, but. As an alter, obviously it's an alternative smoking tobacco. But like, what else could you think they could like use? Like, if they ever do like a fake pipe as the detectives, obviously the obvious one is bubbles. Is there anything else that could like work in in place of that? 
Uh, I can't think of anything that would yeah, have something come out of it like that. Yeah, neither do I. Email us the uh, teeny bending the elements. Teeny bending the elements. Yeah, I can't remember if you had novelties in there first. But yeah, bending the elements. Yeah, at, at gmail.com and and tell us or just come below. Tell us if yeah, if there's any other alternatives to blowing bubbles out of a pipe. Oh, but speaking of uh, of uh, no, I can't, I can't think of any connection. Speaking <laughs> of a long nostril looking device, um, we cut to an elephant. And, or an anteater rat. Hmm. Which another cute little guy in this episode. I like to see that little guy. Very on the nose, I'd say. Yeah, and then we see some more of the... It turns out Aang isn't alone in his little his little prison cell. There's a number of other guys in there. And they seem to mostly be bald. I think this town has some sort of bias against the, uh, the, the, the people lacking in hair. So That's kind of... Yeah, that's, that's a little bit discriminatory. Yeah, and tattoos as well. It seems like this place is a real conservative uh, stronghold here. Oh, yeah, tattoos, lock them up. They <laughs> can't do this. They've done something to their body. They've made themselves have art on their body. That's a disgrace. Art should only be ever on a wall or That's on right. pots and other uh, household items. You can't have art on yourself. That's not great. Exactly, exactly. I agree 100%. But... <laughs> But I guess we'll cut back and see what happens with those guys. But first, we have to return to Kyoshi Island. It ain't called Return to Kyoshi Island. Instead, it's relevant to this Avatar Day. And they thus come back to uh, our old stomping ground. Yeah. And again, I, I think the character designs just look a little strange with some of these, like the extras that we get. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but they seem a little bit, some of them seem a little off. I don't know. Yeah, but they're also a little more clear and I think defined than they were when we first saw them back in book one. That could be. That could be. And I think we see someone else we saw in book one here as we get uh, Mr. Mr. Overexcited, pass out, and foam to the mouth guy. Uh, <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and he, he gets embarrassed this time. He's like, oh, crap, everyone saw me uh, lose my cool again. Well, hang on a sec. There's a reason why. So little Coco, who was one of the, I guess, um, oh, how do you put that? Uh, Ang fan club? Yeah, fan, yeah, one of the fan club members. Uh, she's obviously like, where is Ang at? Where, where is he? I want to see him. Um, and Katara's like, sorry, he's not here. Uh, he's in jail. <laughs> he did something with the law. He's He's... He's currently serving his time for that reason. <laughs> and then everybody's just like, oh, we want to see. It. And so obviously foaming at the mouth guy with other names um, <laughs> then gets super embarrassed and like puts his shirt over his uh, head as a hood. Just be like, no one saw nothing. I am in shame walking home with my head hung low. Oh, but we certainly saw it and we're certainly embarrassed for him as well. And uh, then we... Yeah, maybe we'll also be embarrassed for the town of Chin, as Katara says. Hey, they claim that your 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 prized avatar Kyoshi she she murdered their leader, and yeah, that plot. yeah we go to the uh, yeah we go to uh, OG I believe the town leader. I think what I like about this is that pretty much all the characters in the previous like the previous time we were here, um, they all get names to get names finally. Oh, oh, that's fun. We say other than you know one person who will not see in this episode. Not in this episode is Suki. Yeah, and we see we see Sokka like looking around, like, "Hey, where is she? Is she here?" 
Yeah, so, Sokka, you want to mention to her the fact that you uh, fell in love with the moon? Oh well, you know, that, that relationship didn't work out. You know, it was a pretty hard... Yeah, she sacrificed herself, and thus, you know, it's it's fine. I got a, I got a backup girlfriend. Sokka, why? Exactly. You gotta, you gotta try where you, where you still have options available, not uh, not corpses. Does that mean that it's the, uh, what is it, not bounce back, what's that term? Where it's like, um... Rebound. Rebound! The rebound girlfriend, even though technically she was the first, in a way, but... Hey, and fair enough, Nina Rebound, especially after seeing the, uh, the ghostly version of UA in the previous episode, he's probably hurting. And the swamp, that's that's fair. I still don't buy it, but anyway, that's not that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we go to, uh, Kyoshi's shack. Or, no, that's not really true, but I guess one of her, either where she lived or one of her, I guess, just a, a, a building dedicated to her, uh, her, herself. Our temple. Thank you. That's the term. Yeah. And as they're, they're looking around, they're like, okay, like we're not finding much evidence here, but, but they do focus on one sort of uh, piece of evidence, which was her old boots. Apparently she had the biggest feet of all the avatars, which I thought was a funny, uh, funny thing to include. Wouldn't expect that, but <laughs> yeah, that's well, apparently the biggest in any avatar. Now, okay, currently we have no idea because there's the cycle still can might continue after this. We don't know, even if Aang dies, like, yeah, it's gonna go to a waterbender. Um, we don't know if they're gonna have big feet, we don't know if the earthbender after them are gonna have big feet, firebender, we don't, we don't know, but just yeah, currently. Uh, it's I, I guess in recorded history they have she has the biggest feet of all avatars, which probably means she's also a tall lady. Well, that statue is pretty tall, so I mean maybe that gives us. Uh... Oh, well, wait, the statue for like the float from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the the float. Yeah, I mean all of them were tall. <laughs> it's the biggest Aang ever saw of himself. It's like Aang. I don't know if you've ever seen a statue of yourself. You only ever, I think, see what is it? I guess is there? You saw that drawing that. Um, uh, what's his name? Made in the sky of you in uh, Northern Air Temple. Uh, I just remembered his name the other day. Dang it. Uh, and then there was obviously the posters of you, which I don't know, obviously are not to scale. But like, come on, what el- what other time are you ever going to see yourself as a tall guy? Um. But anyway, but anyway, yeah, the, the oh. point is, is that, yeah, Katara is just like, as, after uh, Momo found, finds a cozy spot within uh, Kyoshi's shoes, I hope she bathed because... I know the inside of my boots always stink like the pits. Oh, um, no. So now he's got Kyoshi, like two, 300 year old Kyoshi smelling uh, smells his fur. That's lovely. Katara's um, like, wait a second. Kyoshi has big feet. This chin guy has small feet. That probably means that Saki gives her this dirty look as it's the uh, recurring gag of like every time she's about to, you know, state the obvious. He's like, how dare you i'm doing a bit you must allow me to do the bit that's why i have this hat i'm the detective because i wear the hat yeah uh oh yeah it's it's revealed that yeah well not revealed but yeah obviously if kyoshi has a bigger foot size than shin obviously that's not her foot uh imprinted excuse me on the uh, ground back at shin's town yeah and we'll 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 further that plot when we return to them but first we have to cut back to ang and his new prison buddies and he's kind of, he, I guess he's been pouring out his heart a little bit, telling them about his journey and about maybe his potential romantic interests. And they seem to be pretty helpful. They seem to be giving him some good advice, you know, just be yourself, you know, 
uh, tell her, tell her how you feel, that kind of thing. So, uh, I w- so it seems like some nice guys. I will say that the three, there's only like two of them that have tattoos. <laughs> uh, it's the, I'm not going to say slender guy, but like more, I guess like mid slim guy. Uh, and then the bigger dude has tattoos also ringing down all their friends or not. Uh, maybe part of the same like outfit or unit. I, I yeah, tell you. seems uh, like it. But then the other three all clearly have hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't see any visible tats on their arms or neck areas. It doesn't mean that they're not, they don't have tattoos under their shirts. I, I couldn't tell you. But it's just these two fellows that do have t- um, do have tattoos. But uh, as Ang's, you know, relaying all this information about, you know, the girl he likes. Yeah, you know, he he needs to like rest his chin on something, or on, I just you know lay 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 back a bit, or at least uh, lay forward a bit. So he takes his stock off and uses that as like a headrest almost. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, they really got to design better stocks for children. That's something that will be definitely taken out of context. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Oh, but cutting back to a detective uh, Sokka. Yeah, so yeah, his his detecting skills. I don't know. They don't seem to be uh, particularly sharp. Um, he's he's going. He's focusing on the time that supposedly the death took place by some picture that was obviously drawn well after the fact. I would assume. And yeah, it seems like they're just kind of wasting time uh, <laughs> putting together their little defense. Yeah, no, basically talking about shadows that I even... Oh, okay, yeah, there's, there's shadows, never mind. <laughs> I almost <laughs> couldn't see that. Um, but yeah, basically stating uh, that like it was time of day. Soccer, are you can tell me next that the um, that there were also birds present. Are you going to have to ask like what mm-hmm. the... Uh, if it was a... And what the land speed of said sparrows are. Are they European or African? That's my question. <laughs> maybe one of them knocked into a chin and knocked him over the edge. You never know. Probably with that big, I mean, if he has a crimson size, crimson chin sized chin, then most certainly yes. Yeah. And then they return after their kind of fruitless journey to, uh, yeah, the Kyoshi islands and they confer with Aang and the judge and the judge basically says, Hey, I get to decide, uh, the outcome of the case and he just kind of laughs about it. he's a big jerk and why is that though there is a reason behind that why is that oh maybe you can inform me maybe i uh <laughs> it's certainly it's all it's the only reason of course is because he says it's called just us oh yeah I forgot about that that gag oh man and he laughs and laughs he enjoys it very much just uh mocking this group. choose the scenery up yeah james hong when you pass away you will be missed <laughs> Yep, that's fair. And then we get the uh, the courtroom scenes. Here we go. <laughs> well, open courtroom scenes, really. Even though not anybody can go to the stand, but like, uh, yeah, it's finally we're <laughs> we have a we have a court we have a courtroom battle scene in in this uh, in Avatar. Is it a first? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, courtyard scene. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, in front of the shrine. Yeah, and, and Aang, he also seems like he can't quite wrap his head around the uh, the defense that, that Sokka and Katara came up with. And he's kind of, he's scrambling to connect these these very loosely tied dots. And yeah, it doesn't go so well for him. Yeah, <laughs> basically states, you know, ladies, gentlemen, those in between and uh, unaffiliated, I will prove my innocence with facts. Well then, let's hear it. 
Yeah, and it, it it doesn't go well, and even Katara and Sokka, who are trying to support him, give him like the thumbs up. Even they look like they know that old oh, crap. We 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 really messed this up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first he states, you know, that oh hey, you know, my you know, uh, there's a footprint over there, and as you clearly can see, my foot is nowhere big as that feet, as I have big feet. Then he's like, "Oh, hey, the statue of Chin is the same as the uh, is made out of the same materials statue uh, of the or the of the temple, excuse me." And uh, yeah, nobody in the audience or the crowd, excuse me, the gallery is 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 calling or is is uh, believing him, buying it. And um, yeah, Katara and Sokka begin coming up with a plan to break him out of jail. Yeah, before we can catch up on that, we got to go back to to Zuko and in Iroh and because this is more of a dour kind of conversation you know uh, Zuko's looking really moody we gotta kind of switch to more like the soft focus lens what do you mean in a, he looks moody he's always in a mood <laughs> well he's looking extra moody and and Iroh's looking extra serious so yeah we get the soft focus kind of look with the and it's lit by the fire too you know it's a very kind of uh, tender moment between the two of them yeah uh, what what is uh, what does Uncle Iroh talk to him about well, you know, he's been like, hey, you know, it seems like seems like you're like you've lost hope or, you know, you, you, you're losing who you are, who, who you used to be. And just because you're struggling in these difficult times, you know, you can still kind of strive to be better and kind of struggle to, to try to get through it, you know. And with Zuko, he, he doesn't really want to get through it. All he wants is to kind of regain his honor. And so I guess we'll see how this turns out as we go along. Yeah, no. Uh, there was there's a line I kind of found interesting that uh, Uncle Iroh said. He says it is a simple honor to live in poverty, and mm. take that as you will. Uh, there's a simple honor, yeah, in poverty. I don't. I. Don't, that's debatable for some people. I'll say that. Um, I know exactly what he means, but. If that's a base in society where we don't have homeless problems, then maybe that's correct. But yeah, and it also seems it also seems like it's besides the point. I mean, I don't think the poverty is really Zuko's problem. It's just the the feeling like he's lost everything, like he's lost all of his honor. Yeah, of course. And he again, he fixates on it. all this stealing is just kind of him biding his time before he can get to his real target of, of theft, which yeah. is stealing the freedom from the avatar. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like the scene that when, or the scene as well, when uncle Arrow's giving it to him uh, again, it, we kind of see the side of his face and it's his scarred side of his face. Mm. So maybe that's the, uh, it's kind of an outward appearance of it's, it's kind of, you know, base not it, it, it just shows kind of a side of him that he's listening to instead of the other side the uh anger side yeah an outward display of his uh his inner turmoil kind of thing agreed but yeah then we cut back to the the courtroom scene and yeah katara's like okay you know clearly our our previous testimony hasn't worked we've got one last kind of hope and they're like ah you guys have already failed you're not going to call any more witnesses to the stand well there was no witnesses it's only the judge and the accused well, that's fair. That's fair. Because literally he gets the accused who was the one that did it. And that's Avatar Kiyoshi herself. Yeah. And Aang shows up uh, dressed in in Kiyoshi garb, which was kind of a funny image. 
Can I just say that Aang is absolutely rocking that 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 uh, makeup? By the way, rocking the makeup. Yeah, during the action sequences later, it looks super cool. Yeah, he looks. This is weird for me to say, but he very much like. I don't know. I just he he does it well. Maybe that just that that. <laughs> uh the high-pitched voice um maybe he just like sells it well i don't know yeah but we'll get to that stuff but right now his uh hey everybody avatar kiyoshi is here is not really uh does little eye like flaps <laughs> with the fans yeah just acting bringing out the feminine <laughs> side of him yeah that just looks super silly <laughs> in a fun way though not in a like i was kind of like ah with this soccer stuff like ah, oh, this is a little bit silly and not ex- not exactly a great way yeah but this was a fun one it was <laughs> a very fun one um a kind of departure for what happens next yeah kick An- another uh another tornado shows up flashback from the previous episode except this time instead of bringing them down to a swamp it brings us avatar kiyoshi and immediately she just yeah drops the drops the bomb and says yeah i killed him basically <laughs> but yeah she shows up and she first lines uh yeah, I killed the avatar. I I killed the avatar. I killed Shin. <laughs> uh, it's like okay, killed said right there, and uh, she admits it, and she seems proud of it. Um, where is this going? Like, hi Kyoshi, cannot believe we're actually meeting face to face. You sound a lot like June. Uh, anyways, uh, so <laughs> what do you? What's what? You're, she's gonna give us the whole like the whole testimony. The the entire she's spilling the beans. Um flashback time what'd you think the fact that the flashback is in the same art style and doesn't do like a a unique spin on it like we've seen in previous flashbacks Mm, i think it still worked because it still has like a almost like a dream like or some sort of epic quality to it like it seems like the like it seems like it was a really windy time back then we haven't seen much wind in this episode (laughs) otherwise so less uh less industrialized potentially and she describes him as a horrible tyrant and kind of like a warmonger and she just made her stand and was like, I'm not going to I'm not going to put up with this with my people. Let my people go. <laughs> um, You know, I got to say this right now. If they were ever to make like a a Kyoshi spinoff, se- like like series or whatever, you absolutely know that just like Clone Wars or whatever happened in between episodes three and four of Star Wars, you realize that they're going to go to this series and they're going to milk the ever living crap out of out of that they could could they make a haunt like a solo like movie and, and i mean like you know the 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 star wars stories or solo a star wars story could they make it like that where they basically do um all of this in one movie uh, i guess they could could maybe work i mean it would be kind of lame because we don't know the ending <laughs> but <laughs> you mean like we did with so i'm just kidding well actually no i guess you you mean with rogue one <laughs> With Rogue One, exactly. Yeah, Solo kind of, yeah, had its own place to tell a story. Rogue One, we it brought us to exactly what we've seen, <laughs> like the, the like seconds before New Hope starts. It's like oh, Spoilers. great. Spoilers. <laughs> it's been like how many years now? Like six years. Wow, six years. Wow. Twenty sixteen. Oh my days. That's weird. That is weird. Yikes! <laughs> I still remember seeing it in the theater with you and Rigel. Yeah. My days. Oh, but I, I like this side shot that we get with Kyoshi and, and uh, Chin. And I didn't realize Kyoshi was so tall. There you go. She's a tall lady, my friend. Yeah. Like, she was probably blessed with um, with tallness and strength. and Huge feet. Strength. Well, I mean, the huge feet come with the fact of being tall. So, <laughs> I mean, if Chin is like a 
six foot guy or whatever. She's like six foot seven. I don't know what her actual height is, but I'm sure he's shorter. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the case. Um, <laughs> I assume, yeah, she is a tall lady, though, but uh, regardless of being of chin being uh, small in stature, but also I can't really see his chin because he's got a beard on him. <laughs> can't tell if he's got a crimson chin sized chin or the tick chin. That's another thing. That's another, although I don't know who would win in a fight. Crimson Shin or the Tick, even though the Tick is invincible. Um, but anyway, so she comes to her hometown, and like on the edge of the cliffs, and Shin's like, "Yeah, I got my whole army here. What are you gonna do about it?" And Koshi's like, "You do realize who I am, right?" And he's like, "I'm standing my ground against you, even though I know who you are." She's like, "All right, are you doing this?" let's uh let's do this so then the glow of her eyes or there's a glow in her eyes takes out her fans blasts him and his army back with wind stands his ground very much so and it rains there his clothes on the other hand save for his underwear um all kind of get blasted away so that's uh oh well but even still he, he still remains vigilant he still remained, he he stood his ground like the uh, earthbender that he is she then like slices the earth in half with both fans and then lava or I guess magna magma bends. Um, and then again with the avatar state pushes the, I guess creates an Island from this uh, separating itself from the landmass and pushes it away across the water. If that's how tectonic plates actually work. Not exactly, but I know what she's trying to do. And that's insane that she's moving the tectonic plates um, independently with this, this little island there. Uh, and of course, as uh, she leaves, again, doesn't do anything to Chen just other than blasting air at him. Uh, like Ramses in Prince of Egypt, uh, he screams, although in this case, uh, not like Ramsey, uh, his, uh, he stood his ground and the ground beneath him crumpled. <laughs> And he died. Yeah. Or drowned, excuse me. So still kind of died because of reactions, but it's mainly just bad luck. <laughs> she didn't intend to kill him. But even still, that's that's more than enough for the court. That's an admission of guilt. So poor Aang is, he's proven guilty. I mean, yeah, given a testimony by her, yeah, confessed uh, himself. And she never, yeah, no, she, again, she seems very proud of it. Yeah, before we uh, before we find out what Aang's fate's going to be due to her, that uh, unexpected admission, we have to cut back to another unexpected admission. As Zuko tells his uncle, I thought about what you told me, and I decided that I don't think we should travel together anymore. Oh, not the right response, Zuko. Not at all. Yeah, and poor Iroh, you could tell, because this seems very much focused from his perspective. He did not see that blow coming, and... And yeah, it takes it takes it kind of hard briefly, but doesn't show it, which is nice. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the only thing he does do is gives him uh, Zuko, excuse me, the Oster Taurus, yeah. saying that he'll be okay without that. And uh, yeah, Zuko breaks it off with Uncle Iroh. Who? How do you feel about that, sir? Oh, I thought it was very well done that scene. And poor. Uh... As Zuko takes the, the ostrich horse and rides away, we cut to a shot of Iroh just kind of slumping, like just so sad for what his, uh, his nephew, the, the road that he's chosen. 
Yep. So so very well done. It's, uh, yeah, no, no comedy in this scene. Um, yeah, it's hard than the previous scene. I'd say that just for those really looking to see if Zuko would avoid this this life or avoid, you know, the avatar trying to capture Aang again. Nope. Still in his mind. There's, there's still redemption in his mind uh, for, for like for, for his father. I mean, yeah. And it's sad. Cause we all, I think we all know that Iroh can, he can handle this kind of life just fine, but, but what's Zuko going to do on his own when he can't steal that stuff for someone else's enjoyment? Cause he didn't even seem to enjoy the, the fruits of his, his thievery. He just kind of placed it there for for Iroh. Yeah. And just kind of sat off on his own. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I really don't know what's gonna happen to Zuko alone without Uncle Iroh. Yeah, I guess yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, I'll have to find out at some point if uh if things happen like that. But let's uh let's keep going forward with this because uh we have a um we have the verdict. Uh, and or the punishment that will will it be sufficient with a crime that happened 370 years ago <laughs> yeah it's time to to go down to the the wheel of fortune uh punishment. Da, 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 da. i wish it's, I could... it's it's yeah it's it's punishment actually and it's and it's all it's a minor key it's a dirge <laughs> hey fortune punishment i mean i think it's a similar kind of uh but poor Aang, he's he's got the bad luck, you know. He he spins the wheel, and oh, I wish I could remember the one from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Now I think about it, all I know is that he has uh, he's got Parker luck because he could either be eaten by bears, be thrown into a razor pit. Looks like he'd be eaten by a shark. That's not really nice. And apparently, community service. That's a uh, yeah, that one's not so bad. Oh, bed of nails. Even though bed of nails is, if you do it properly, it's fine, but. Obviously, it's probably improperly made. Yeah, bed of nails, that's not good, and they're all rusty. Um, no, unfortunately, it lands on boiled in oil. Yeah, but I guess Ang's luck does turn around pretty quick because almost immediately, once it lands on that, a smoke bomb appears, and the the raiders from earlier have arrived. The Fire Nation Marauders. Now they've decided to take this village as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe they somehow tracked Ang and his company here. I don't know but either it's once again the dm just throwing a, a random encounter uh for ang and or this town who who knows but yes it's conveniently these fellows again um what do you think of their designs the designs i'm okay with but what i think is odd is like they claim that they're doing this for the fire lord but they don't seem military they seem like a band of like i said marauders yeah mercenaries almost yeah, I guess they have mercenaries. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just thought they looked like like thieves or something going around. Yeah, it's weird because one of them is a Union archer. If you didn't realize, oh, I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, one of the <laughs> finally a Union archer out in the field, which is or at least ex Union archer, just because he's got the he's got the uh, tat- eye, eye tattoos. Yeah, and uh, James Hong's like, oh crap! Like, please, Avatar, save us. We're very weak and pathetic. And Aang's like, well, I can't, you know, I'm destined to be boiled in oil. How could I help? And very quickly, uh, I guess the, the wheel didn't finish spinning because yeah. now it lands on uh, community service somehow. A gust of wind, not generated by Aang, uh, blows <laughs> the wheel just a slight bit more to the right. And uh, it lands on uh, community service. Also next to it is whipped, uh, whipped in the back. <laughs> yeah, That's, I was uh, looking at that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sheesh. It's a funny image. And it's all done in that uh, in that one Chinese uh, art style. I, I apologize. I forget what it is. But it's kind of funny. It's it's pretty funny how they visualize that. Yeah, I also think it's funny that we always see the guy with like a sad face. But for the whip one, he's got like an ooh face. Like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. So anyway, yes, as instructed by the town crier slash judge slash, I guess, general guy doing general stuff uh, in the town uh, magistrate. I don't know. Um, barrister. Um, and goes to fulfill his community service duties by cleaning up this trash. Yep. A fight ensues. And and as usual, I don't have much to say about the fight, but, but I think it was enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, you. I know you probably. You know, Ang, first, first guy with the long glaive. Long glaive. The glaive. I don't know if he. Oh, yeah, Carl the Rough Rhinos. Um, I don't know if he um survives or not when Ang throws him off the side of the cliff, since that was the same cliff that Shin the Conqueror uh fell off of. <laughs> so and yeah, I I don't know, especially I don't know how much armor he was wearing and how heavy his armor was because. At least in real life, like, yeah, you wear a lot of, like, heavy equipment on yourself. You're, depending on, like, how much buoyancy there is, you're either going to sink or you're going to float. And I think in that case, he may have sunk. I don't know. Rough Rhinos just, yeah, keep terrorizing the place. I think there was five of them. I don't know why there wasn't four. Because there was, yeah, guy with glaive, guy with uh, chain, chain, or, no, yeah, bola. Yeah, chain and bola. Uh, Union Archer uh, with fire arrows um masked guard guy with bombs also he almost i think he died uh because freaking Sokka uses his magnifying glass on his hat to blind the Yuen archer uh fires a shot right at his compatriots uh in his bag blows up in his face after he just yeah. like you know throws <laughs> it aside that guy's dead like that guy is like Sokka sort of committed murder but it's more like um, yeah. third degree by association well like self-defense during a battle yeah even though he didn't even have anything to do with it but like still and um but kind of fortunate for him because for some reason in this after potentially murdering this guy somehow or causing the murder of this guy um <laughs> does he is he rewarded with his boomerang yeah what kind of message is that kill someone and you get your boomerang back yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> um and then uh oh yeah katara dealt with a guy with the bolas um and then as he's about to the union archer is about to fire on Sokka, does uh he first throw his pipe at the archer's arrow and it sticks so it's no longer lit but the archer and i are confused of like i could still hit you with this thing <laughs> like it's yeah, sure, the tip is now a little not less sharp, but there's still a tip nonetheless. It's still going to hurt like all heck. <laughs> and the guitar just comes and slices the guy's uh, saddle off, and he gets stuck on the rhino he's riding, and yeah, just goes flying, or just, you know, takes off, and he gets dragged on the back. And finally, we have the computational Western uh, trope scene of Aang fighting the main dude who just has firebending. And, and that's it but it's kind of done pretty cool where he kind of loses Hiyoshi's fan and helmet and uh but he's still again rocking that uh what do you call it he's rocking that face makeup 
Um, and yeah, this guy, this guy certainly probably knows he's the avatar and is like, ah, I'm a little more genre savvy. Um, and just keep, you know, once, twice, three times, they go back and forth. And finally in the final one, uh, the final run, excuse me, does Aang throw a drop kick at him like a boss just does a like forward diving drop kick and throws him through the fence and wins the day. And these guys are stopped. What happens to them? I don't know if they get thrown out of town or locked up in jail. I, I couldn't even tell you. And the town celebrates and there is much rejoice. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And they, they definitely seem overjoyed and seem to have a different kind of take on the, the avatars after this, uh, this event here. As we see that, yeah, now they're now they're heroes, and they've maybe starting a new tradition of these these melty looking cookies, representing Aang as their their hero, the hero of the town. So, <laughs> so yeah, instead, Avatar Day still exists. However, uh, it is a celebration, uh, an appreciation of the Avatar not being boiled, at least Aang, in oil, and so the. Uh, food of the day, the 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 celebratory food uh, for this event is unfried dough in the shape of cookies. Now, or cookies that are in an unfried dough. Excuse me. Now, you can have like cook. You can make cookie dough that's unfried. Like that's really good. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just weird how the the, the how you know the three the gang basically reacts <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this is so disgusting. I can't stand this. It's like, yeah, you know, unfried dough is not the worst thing if you do it properly, but I guess it just depends on the dough and the recipe they made. Maybe they never tried it before is new to them. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's totally true. Looks certainly a little goopy. I'll say that. Yeah. But yeah, then Sokka says his, his famous line heard around the world, but this being the, the worst town they'd ever been to. And that's that's how the episode uh, closes. And uh, I guess, yeah, what do you think of this one? Avatar Day. Another good form of uh, filler. Nothing wrong with that, but it's certainly, at least in this case, tied to... It uh, did some more world building. Oh, yeah. Um, it did some more world building, and... Um, yeah, no, it was... This time it made it a little more personal for Aang by tying the world building and filler to himself uh, and really did. Yeah, it, it certainly I, I like this one because it was a good premise of like, you know, Kyoshi or at least one of his past lives uh, affected this town. Um, they obviously could have done it. I mean, it could have maybe gone to more stuff of like, did it affect them economically speaking? Did there was there mass poverty in this town? Uh, and so they really like curse the name of Kyoshi. Doesn't seem like that. It seems like the everybody's doing all well, well off for themselves. Um, they kind of seem like the um, the Zhangs from the the, the divide. Uh, whoever the fancy schmancy people looked like, uh, the more high class people. It kind of looked like they were doing well for themselves at least. Um, and so. But even still, yeah, it was a cool idea of like, let's see what happened. And it was a good excuse that it was after Kyoshi to then go to, once again, Kyoshi Island. It seems as though, like um, Cave of Two Lovers, they really wanted to make an effort to return to previous spots we have been to in Brook One. 
and expand upon them. Is that a lazy way of writing where they just re-go, they, they go back to um, previous locations? You could say that. I mean, to be fair, this is the Earth Kingdom, by the way. So they're finally, it's book two Earth. So it's like they're allowed to go to the, around the Earth nation, the, darn you, the Earth Kingdom, excuse me, and see sites. And that it does involve returning to uh, Kyoshi Island and uh, Omashu. So I don't have a problem with this. And we got some history about it. And again, just like Cave of Two Lovers for uh, Omashu. And so, yeah, I really like that. It, it And it was, again, once again, it was different. It was very different than the previous outings uh, with filler. Um, I liked it a lot. And this episode was animated by DR Movie. Ah, there you go. Well, I'll just say this. I liked it a lot and it looks very different from other DR Movie productions. Uh, even Caleb would have to admit that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like the usual style, but it did look a little off in my opinion. But... What was that? Should I jump over to my? Uh... You go. Yeah, you go ahead. I, yeah, I, re- I recommend this one. This one's a very fun one. And the and whether and if you like comedy as well, it's very lighthearted, safe for the Zuko and Iroh uh, subplot. Yeah, and I'll I'll echo most of what you said. Yeah, I think this one is a fun little piece of filler, but for me, it doesn't stand out too much. It's not going to be an episode I remember much after this. But I definitely re- enjoyed returning to the Kyoshi stuff, going back to Kyoshi Island. I thought that was cool. And um, actually seeing Kiyoshi showing up, I thought was was quite cool. Her little appearance is my favorite part of the episode. Uh, and of course, the, the Zuko and Iroh stuff. I thought that stuff was handled really well. But otherwise, it, yeah, kind of a middling episode, but but by no means bad. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I stand with that one. Avatar Day. Do I get a do I get a badge? Do I get a pin? Do I do I get something from this Avatar Day? What do I what do I get? Uh, a poppy in remembrance of the uh, the loss of the the general the military leader i'm not gonna answer that at all <laughs> i'm just gonna let that one go out and in the void of the internet <laughs> fair enough you, you know me and my my complete disregard for a lot of that stuff so <laughs> that's that's totally fair but but take it take us home take do you have an ending for us today who would win in a uh Avatar Day unfried uh, food eating contest. Sokka, Momo, Appa, or Uncle Iroh. Place your bets, folks. It's on. Till next time. podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Spoilers. Enter at your peril.
listen to me. Something terrible. Please. You're next. Here they are. They're already here. Come. You're next. Uh, hey, spoilers, by the way. Uh, when we get to the, uh, we get to the big image of the map and Chin's, uh, rule of or not i was his um his reign of terror at least you know him uh getting his territory uh whatever you want to call it spreading it yeah him him spreading out his influence uh it starts kind of near where republic city is (laughs) oh oh that's kind of fun yeah sort of not not immediately but like kind of around that area anyway 